0: You're cooking dinner, and the water you've got on the stove starts to boil over, so you reach out to turn it down. In doing so, some of the water splashes on your arm. Immediately, you notice that it hurts. Quickly, you run some cool water over the area. It feels a little better, but it's still red. You've been burned, but how bad is it? Do you need to go to the doctor? What should you do to treat it? Burns happen when tissues are damaged due to contact with chemicals, flames, or electricity, or due to scalding, overexposure to sun or radiation, or smoke inhalation. It's one of the most common household injuries in children. The damage is characterized into four different types or degrees. The degree doesn't depend on the cause. First degree burns are also called superficial burns because they're the most minor, only affecting the outer layer of skin. They cause red, non-blistered skin, pain in the area, and minimal inflammation or swelling. As the skin is healing, the dead skin peels off. The healing time is between 7 to 10 days. Second-degree burns are more severe because the damage goes beyond the top layer of the skin. The skin will appear extremely red, have blisters, and be sore. Over time, thick, soft, scab-like tissue will cover the area. On average, these burns take two to three weeks to heal. While they don't usually scar, they often result in pigmentation changes to the skin. Third-degree burns extend through every layer of the skin and impact the nerves. This means these burns aren't usually painful. Depending on the cause, the burns will look waxy or white, charred, dark brown, or raised and leathery. These burns will require medical treatment in order to heal. Unfortunately, there isn't a specific timeline for the healing process. Fourth-degree burns will appear similar to third-degree, but go down so deep they involve tendons and bone. They, too, won't usually be painful due to nerve damage, and are treated very similar to third-degree burns. While all burns pose the risk of infection, third and fourth-degree have the highest risk. They also have an increased risk of blood loss, shock, and hypothermia resulting from your body losing too much body heat from the injury. You should see a doctor if a burn affects a widespread area, which is more than 3 inches in diameter. The burn includes your face, hands, buttocks, or groin area. The wound becomes painful or smelly. You develop a high temperature. You think you have a third degree burn. Or if your last tetanus shot was more than 5 years ago. A special note about electrical burns is that the damage can affect more than the skin you see, which is why they should always be examined by a doctor, even if they don't look serious. The treatment of a burn depends on the severity. For minor burns, the first step is to cool the burned area by running cool, but not cold, water over it. You can also apply a cool, wet compress. Do either of these until the pain eases. It's important to note that cold water or ice can actually cause further skin damage. Remove rings or other tight items from the area at or below the burn in case the area swells. Apply aloe vera or moisturizer to the site once it's completely cooled. Aloe has anti-inflammatory properties, promotes circulation, And inhibits the growth of bacteria. Another option is to use honey because it's also an anti-inflammatory and has natural antibacterial and antifungal properties. If blisters form, don't pop them. If they open on their own, clean the area with mild soap and water and apply antibiotic ointment. You can take over the counter pain relievers like ibuprofen, naproxen, or acetaminophen, if needed. For sunburns, avoid exposing the area to direct sunlight because it will be sensitive and more likely to be further damaged. Severe burns should be treated by removing the person from further harm, if you can safely do so. Once the person is safe, make sure they're breathing. If not, begin rescue breathing, if you know how. Remove all restrictive items, such as jewelry or belts, because the area will swell rapidly. Cover the burned area with a cool, moist bandage. Don't submerge the area in water, because this can cause rapid body heat loss. Also, elevate the area above the heart. Monitor the person for signs of shock, such as fainting, pale complexion, and shallow breathing. Severe burns usually require surgery to help the area heal without severe scarring and contractures. There are several things that you can do to prevent burns from happening. While cooking in the kitchen, keep children out. Make sure pot handles are turned towards the back of the stove. And have a fire extinguisher in or near the kitchen. Keep your water heater temperature under 120 degrees Fahrenheit. Most have a max temperature of 140 degrees Fahrenheit. Always measure the water temperature before you or your children shower or take a bath. Place covers over electrical outlets. Regularly check electrical cords for exposed wires and dispose of any damaged ones. Keep electrical cords out of the reach of children. And unplug any appliances that you're not using. Be sure to clean out dryer lint traps regularly, keep matches, lighters, and chemicals out of reach of children, and when using any chemicals yourself, be sure to wear gloves. Test smoke detectors once a month and replace them every 10 years. Wear broad spectrum sunscreen of SPF of 30 or higher every day and avoid peak sunlight hours. Develop a fire escape plan and practice it with your family once a month. If there is a fire, crawl underneath smoke to reduce the chances of passing out and becoming trapped. Burns can range from annoying and painful to life-threatening. By knowing what to do if you get burned, you'll be back to feeling yourself in no time. If you have any questions or concerns about burns, please speak with your doctor. If you'd like more information, please visit Cleveland Clinic's Burns page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site, is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.